for a hundred bucks, I would lean into influencer marketing to try to figure out whether or not that your product actually does in fact solve a problem that your customer actually wants to solve. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? Most sellers don't know. Surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste. But many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money. If that's you, we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's Amazon Profit quiz.com to get your free instant analysis. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA podcast for Amazon sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 393 to jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact quick to read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. In today's episode of the e-commerce leader call-in show, we are going to share our hot takes on what we would do with $100 to start our e-commerce business if we were starting from scratch and it's a little bit of a mental challenge we'll have to reflect and ponder debate the merits of different ideas be frugal about all of this with a hundred bucks figure out how to start something exciting so gentlemen are you ready to jump into this fun topic let's do it great we are ready all right great 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 do one of you want to kick us off yes we have a cartoon now hundred dollars <laughs> Chris, you got to go first, man. Get 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 us rolling with your first idea. I, I feel silly that I did not bring like just a hundred dollar bill to hold it up. You can actually buy hundred dollar bills off of Amazon. Of course, they're fake, but they're kind of fun to to play with. Whole stacks of hundred dollar bills. Uh, I like the idea of the hundred dollar challenge because the people that I generally try to help the most with my books and my content and my courses are generally just getting started, and because of that, I try to give them so many things that they can do without spending, without committing to spending a lot of money. And that includes building websites and registering domains and hosting and uh, getting custom email addresses and everything that goes into it. You can start a business on Amazon or KDP or something. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do without spending literally any 
money. So I try to get people, you know, get them on that track first so they can try and test things out. So they can say, look, is selling for me, is publishing for me, is merch by Amazon for me, whatever it might be without, you know, committing to spending a lot of money. And that's where I go back to like, okay, you've made something, you've, you've committed to a platform, and now you've got to get some attention. You've got to get your product into people's hands, either for reviews or, or just for the attention that you might get from it. And I kind of just kind of, I'll, I'll go with a hundred bucks. You got to be able to spend a hundred dollars and be willing to say, look, I might get nothing back from this. Now, if you do the things we talked about today, I'm very confident you're going to get way more back, uh, way more attention than uh, you can generally get for a hundred dollars doing something more traditional like Facebook ads or sponsored products on Amazon. Because uh, if you're new to those things, you're generally going to spend a lot of money and it's going to be a test. It's going to be a hundred dollar test. And you're basically going to get back some data and probably no sales. And then you have to spend another $100 and get more data and hopefully get some sales and kind of dial it in that way. So if you've got $100, to me, that's kind of like this baseline limit. If you don't have $100, then there's probably some other things you need to do in order to save $100 so that you can then do some of these marketing ideas. Now, I'm going to go straight to the KDP side um, because if I'm publishing a book that's for sale for $15, $20, that has a cost to me of $2 and, you know, fulfillment, total fulfillment costs, I can get a book in someone's hands in the US for under six bucks. Under six bucks delivered in an Amazon package, trackable. You know they're going to get it. You know they're going to open it. And and what, what's quick, what's the quick math? I can send out 16 books for $6. Was that $96 or I think if it comes out to? Uh, 16 books in people's hands. And my books are, of course, going to have some kind of call to action, some kind of marketing message, some kind of uh, you know, way to contact me if they get it. And they're like, who is this person? Oh, this is this is how I can find out who, who sent it. And find 16 people that you think would benefit from getting your book. Am, am I going too long or too fast on this already? Like 16 people. Get your book into 16 people's hands. Now, which it's good, people? It's good. Yeah. You know, I would go to, to Instagram influencers. I would go to YouTube channels. I would go to blogs. Uh, anybody that's talking like Facebook groups, anybody that has an audience of people that are ideal for my book. You know, if it's about stuff for new moms, there are a hundred new mom blogs, not more than a hundred. There's thousands of mom blogs, mom, Facebook groups, mom, YouTube channels. And you can find out who's in charge of these things. Go to the about section on YouTube and it'll have business inquiries, a direct email. You can email them, find the admins in a Facebook group, contact them and say, look, this is who I am. I would love to send you this absolutely free. And some of them are going to respond yes, and some are going to respond no. But if you ask enough of them, you're going to find 16, get it in their hands, and maybe half of them, a quarter of them, will share it with their audience. Who knows? But to me, that's if you get one, if you get one person who shares it, if you get one feedback, one testimonial, one something, that's worth $100 to me because now you can use it and you can piggyback and you can leverage and keep going from that. Uh, and you're not going to get that from a Facebook ad, uh, in my opinion. I'm open to other people's opinions, but man, get your product in people's hands as cheaply as possible. No, I love that one um, because obviously if you did write the book and you did have the six author copies for $6, you could also do a Kindle version, which automatically you could have a free unlimited, you know, free day for Kindle and have it into the hands of thousands of people. So just your track alone would be, it, it wouldn't be six people. It would be you know, you'd have no, 5,000 people. Oh, sorry, 16. Yeah, it would be, you'd have thousands of people if you did a free day with your Kindle book. Yeah. Well, that, that that's kind of like phase two, right? So if you do yeah. 16, this is hard copies. Now, you know, if you read yeah. my book, and, and I'll, I'll give you the briefest version of it, 
but you can drop your price on your Kindle book. Say you don't sell for 99 cents all the time. Maybe it's 9.95 or 2.99, whatever it is. You can drop it as the author to 99 cents, spend your $100 and buy 99 copies of it or 100 copies, right? 100 copies for 99 bucks. 101 copies for $99.99. Now you have 101 individual redemption links, which I know people are like, what are you talking about? This is how it works. I can buy multiple copies of any Kindle book, including my own, which I get to control, drop the price to 99 cents. Now I have 101 individual redemption links that I can offer as bait. I can give away as gifts. I can contact people. You don't even have to send anything. You can do this from anywhere in the world. This is all digital, right? So you could do a mix. You could do some physical copies, some digital copies, but you can get your product into people's hands yeah. in a gifting. You're giving it to them. So they're like, yeah, I'm not asking for anything. And all of a sudden you like, that's the way to do it. There are yeah. so many, we could do more than one show on this. Well, obviously, if you did that, you'd also learn how to do the back-end Amazon part of it, which is a whole different learning track. Okay, so awesome way to spend 100 bucks, Kyle, what do you got for us, man? How would you spend $100 to get started? If I was going to get started, I think the easiest way still to launch, especially e-commerce, if you're going to do physical products, is you're going to spend that 100 bucks, and uh, you're going to buy inventory, and you're going to try and flip it as a reseller on Amazon. It still can be done. You can do it on eBay. You, you know, when you buy inventory to resell, meaning you go to a store, you, you find something on discount, you find something online, and you're arbitraging what you buy it for and what you can sell it for. And you can send it into FBA on Amazon, fulfilling by Amazon. You can sell it uh, on eBay. You can sell it all on Facebook Marketplace. You can literally arbitrage it and just sell it on Facebook Marketplace if you got it's all about what you get the deal on for sourcing. I still think that's probably the simplest way to get started uh, with the least amount of risk. If you had $100, that's where you could test it. If you're going to be, uh, if you have a brand, say you're trying to launch a brand, right? And you have $100. Uh, the first thing you need to find is at least 10 people to buy your product. <laughs> You need to figure out, do you have any level of product market fit uh, for your product? And you need at least 10 people to buy it. Now, what I would do if I had that hundred bucks with my product is I would just do what Chris said, what he said for the Kindle version. I would buy a hundred dollars or take a hundred dollars worth of my inventory. And I would start giving it out to people who I think could provide valuable feedback on it. Hopefully someone who has influence, right? I think about influencer marketing, probably going to get you the furthest along, uh, but you want their feedback and mostly you want exposure to their audience as well. So um, for a hundred bucks, I would, I would lean into influencer marketing to try to figure out whether or not that your product actually does in fact solve a problem that your customer actually wants to solve. Because if it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you spend a hundred bucks or a million bucks, you're going to have a real issue long-term trying to build a business out of it. So you got to get some product market fit and spending a hundred bucks to do that would be job number one. Yeah. 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 I figured arbitrage would come up as sort of a path here. So yeah, I think so. All right, Michael, what do you got for us? How would you spend a hundred dollars to start an e-commerce business? Uh, well, I'm not sure how I'd start it. I mean, if I had a hundred bucks to spend on marketing for an existing business, well, I thought if I had a hundred bucks to start, then I guess I would do retail arbitrage. Um, that wasn't really something I'd given much thought to, to be honest with this question. My answer for the person who's more established though, is going to sound really dull uh, compared to Chris's incredibly imaginative answers, which I would expect nothing less from, from Chris. 
I would spend it on making sure that I got the best conversion I could because that's just going to get me more money for my my buck as quickly as possible. <laughs> I just think uh, for a hundred bucks, I could probably get somebody who can do a basic job of increasing the quality of the trying to put it the selling mission of the image work on an Amazon listing, for example, or get a hundred bucks worth of some really quality keyword research done. Either one of which could drive uh, sales in our Amazon environment. Not very sexy or interesting. That would honestly be my first go-to because I'd expect to get a return on investment fairly, fairly straightforwardly from that, which would stick around. The great thing about conversion rate optimization is on Amazon, it is a sales conversion strategy, but it's also a ranking and thus a traffic strategy because you get ranked better if you convert better. And um, you pay once and you get paid back multiple times. So honestly, I'm a fan of, of CRO for that reason. Love it. All right. So if you were starting out, you do arbitrage. If you're spending $100 on marketing for an existing business it would be optimization strategies yeah exactly right yeah yeah for sure no i mean think, if you think about it, if, if you're already trying to scale into something or you already have some traction you're going to have some level of traffic and most likely that traffic is not optimized to convert whether it's your website or your amazon listing or whatever you're doing so investing any amount starts at 100 might go up beyond 100 is going to be in your best interest so, and then other thing too, I would just say is that you're going to start, um, you know, if you need a, a marketing ideas with a hundred bucks, I would try and find uh, Chris's course with a coupon code. And if I had a hundred bucks, I would just get that. And then it's all jam packed full of all these marketing ideas. Uh, so there you go. Uh, education is another way that you could spend your, yeah. or your hundred bucks on to learn a skill set, to, to practice something, to sharpen your tool set, I think is another way that you could spend and invest that hundred bucks. Yeah. I was going to um, chime in with just one thought. You know, when I first heard about selling online, it was, uh, you guys probably tired of me telling this story, but it was this guy who had built a website to do traffic school. And he went to the Sonoma County traffic court judge and asked if that judge would start referring people to traffic school on his website. And the judge remarkably said yes. And people started just coming to this guy's website and paying this fee. And I heard that story. He was like making $1,000 a day at the time. This was like in 1998. And I heard that story and I was like, well, first of all, I don't know how to build a website. Second of all, I don't know anything about traffic school or any type topic that I could think of. And uh, third, I'd never have the guts to go talk to a you know, traffic court judge. But the idea, the kernel of the idea just captured captured my imagination. And so what I ended up doing was um, I saw Davis Bino's uh, eBay auctions for profit infomercial on TV and uh, spending that money on his course was probably the first step that was um, the most meaningful substantive thing. And we started 10 years later when we started on eBay, but nonetheless, it was that initial expenditure. So I would spend it, I think, probably on education, but I think I've got like level two of that. There are so many people who are e-commerce sellers now on Amazon and in other places, Etsy, eBay, uh, you know, Craigslist, OfferUp, whatever. I think what I would do is probably not network locally with an e-commerce seller in my town and spend my $100 buying them a cup of coffee every Saturday for like the next three months or whatever it is, you know, buy the... Americano at Starbucks, not the Vente Frappuccino, uh, and and make your hundred dollars last for as long as you can. Picking their brain, asking their opinions, getting insight from what they've learned about e-commerce, and that um, investment in uh, your new buddy who's local to you that could give you tips and 
insights and resources and recommendations, I think is probably the the optimal path. That's I think what I would do in hindsight. Like if I could have just met with that guy who started traffic school every Saturday, you know, I didn't I didn't even know enough to ask him if he would mentor me or, you know, if I could meet with him. But but if I would have, I think I would have learned a tremendous amount and accelerated my path towards learning. Um, so I think that's how I'd spend my hundred bucks. Chris, I, you. I strongly, strongly disagree. Sorry, Jason. We're going super <laughs> fire hot takes back and forth. I Let's challenge go. you. Yes. I challenge you to find someone you really <laughs> want to have mentor you who's going to meet with you for, in, in exchange for a cheap cup of coffee every weekend <laughs> for three months. They don't exist. I do not believe they exist. Open challenge. Oh, we, Find me this open person. Open challenge, buddy. Open challenge. Chris, Chris I will buy you a Dunkin' you Donuts work. coffee. I will buy you a Dunkin' Donuts coffee if you teach me KDP. <laughs> maybe here's the difference. Maybe I'm a lot here's more different. likable character than you are. I don't know. No. I mean, here's oh. the difference. <laughs> we're, we're giving real info. Kyle, I would real have coffee info. with you every weekend for three months for free. Yeah. Right, because right. I know you. We have exactly. a relationship, right? Exactly. If you don't have that relationship, zero percent chance, in my opinion, that you're going to get somebody who's going to so, really teach you something useful well, and valuable well, in exchange for a cup of coffee. Let, let me let me build off this because I do think this is an interesting angle. I think that in order to meet these people in your community, you have to go where they are and you have to build that relationship. To Chris's point, and one of the best ways to actually do that is to volunteer your time at charities and at things like that, where you're going to be able to network with, with uh, entrepreneurs and people that have had success and they're giving back. If you are networking with charities that you're passionate about and you're serving and volunteering there, you're going to get connected to them and you're going to get aligned on a cause and yeah. then you can start to build that relationship. So it doesn't cost yeah. you anything. There's actually here's less a, than hundred bucks. Here's a related uh, rebuttal. You know, a very simple thing to do would be to set up a meetup group in your town and through meetup.com, just say, I'm hosting an e-commerce get together every Saturday at the library. Um, and you would end up with people coming to those. Kyle and I did that in Seattle before COVID for a year or two. And we, we met some amazing operators. It was just sweat equity on our part to, uh, just convene. We met at a, WeWork. uh, somebody had a membership and it was a blast. Um, so I take your point. I agree. You know, a busy e-commerce operators probably wouldn't mentor, but some might, and you might be able to find them if you work at it in any way. It's just an idea of how to get into the biz. So. I would say I agree with you that you can find them, but you have to find yeah. them through that sweat yeah. equity, that spending yeah. your time, which value. is the same as money, you know, that building that relationship, finding yeah. that first. And here's what I, the hundred dollar thing, this is exactly what I would do. Cause if you don't have that local, depending where you live, you may not have these, these same options, but online, I'm baffled the amount of people who try to get my time for free, like zero exchange, zero offer of exchange, which is which is why which is why the hundred dollar thing can work this way. If someone messaged me saying, "Hey, can I get you on the phone for an hour for a hundred bucks?" You know, I just have a few questions. I would probably say, "You know what? I respect you for offering me a hundred bucks, and I'll get on the phone with you for a half hour on my drive home, something where I'm, I got some extra time for free." But I would do that because they offered. $100. So it is because possible. nobody you just have to have the right it is, script. It is possible, but you didn't give them the right script. Exactly. You just did. It back. <laughs> I, you, you left it out. I don't know if you left it you out. You tuned it up like for that. me. Thank you. <laughs> a softball question. Here you go. <laughs> but, but that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. That's the hundred dollars that I, there's yeah. multiple ways to spend this hundred dollars. 
And one of them is simply offering it cash money to somebody to talk to them. Because I find yeah. people are still like, people still think $100 an hour and they think, well, that's a lot or that's not a lot. If you're in this entrepreneur space, we don't work by the hour. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 393. So all of a sudden you're thinking, hey, 100 bucks to talk to this guy, 100 bucks to help someone out, 100 bucks to like, hey, maybe let me like help this guy. Like if someone helped me in the past, I'm going to do this. You know, just that offer means so much and so few people do it, which is why it stands out. So if you're listening to this, take notes and be like, hey, this is going to work because people don't do this. Uh, Let me just tack on another freebie for everybody that is also on the theme of education, because I totally agree. I mean, I I think that idea of finding mentors, being educated, finding somebody either with your hundred dollars or for free is a path. There's another simple, elegant path to learning now. Of course, I mean, YouTube's there, and you can learn uh, almost everything you need about all of these topics on YouTube. But um, you just have to spend a lot of time doing it. Another more elegant path is, you know, many, many Kindle books are made free for a short time. And if you just look in the marketing, internet marketing category, um, uh, social media category, e-commerce category, and you watch the free Kindle book promotions, uh, you know, they come and go every two or three days. It's, you know, they, they're, they're short term uh, offers that you will find a ton of books that are free uh, about all of these topics, um, setting up on marketplaces, social media, copywriting. I got a killer copywriting book for a Kindle free deal that I, I mean, I looked through it and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is like massive value. All these copywriting formulas and they're giving it away as a, as a lead gen. So that is a, is a super uh, helpful path for education as well, as well as all the stuff like YouTube channels and Udemy courses and things like that. Okay, let's uh, bring the uh, topic to a close here. Any final thoughts on how you would spend $100 getting started or, uh, you know, marketing an existing business from, from a, a, an early stage? Michael, any other thoughts? Yeah, quick one for me. I, I was just thinking about what you were saying about meetup groups and things. I mean, I, I I wouldn't expect to get a good mentor for free, by the way. But I mean, if you can engineer it through a planning script, so good for you. But what I did actually do in the early stages of my first year in business and the Amazon business was put together a meetup of newbies who weren't very experienced. But between us, we had, you know, some collective experience on the topic of China sourcing specifically, which is what I felt I didn't have much training in then. And I spent probably about a hundred bucks of my own money over the course of three or four months hiring a nice business venue and everyone else paid for their own, you know, the portion of the, the room hire. And that was really valuable start to getting out there and meeting people to the point you were making. So that set up my own meetup and that's, that was incredibly valuable. If you're thinking of doing it and you've got your own e-commerce business, it's worth joining an existing mastermind because it's a lot of work. But, um, you know, that was one thing I did. So some form of networking with other people in the same game. If they are more advanced than you, I would expect to pay. But if they're at the same sort of level as you, that may be useful depending what level you're at, you know, and in which case that's a very good spend of the money, I think. Yeah, totally love that. Um, Question from the audience came in, which is, how do you support yourself if you're going to work for others for free or if you're going to be, you know, part of a team where you're not really extracting a lot of value? Uh, How would you juggle that, Uh, the, the idea of, you know, trying to learn in, and lean into the e-commerce space at the same time needing to support yourself. Chris, any thoughts on that? Well, first, you have to support yourself. So this isn't an option of saying, yeah. hey, I want to do this. So who's going to, like, take responsibility for me over here? No, you still have to support yourself. 
and find ways to say, look, I'm going to save money here. I'm going to you know cut some time out here. I'm going to make time here. And it's not going to be easy. Yeah. You know, like you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff, but you can't just abandon your responsibilities. How long did you move in e-commerce before you went full time into it? Was oh, there I, that I've moved life. Huge. I've had a lot of people ask me, when do I quit my job and go full time? Yeah. And it's like when you're when you can't do both anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was working full time for a power tool company and my eBay business was getting really big. And it got to the point yeah. where like I felt like, you know what, this this company is paying me to do yeah. certain amount of things and I don't feel good about that. So it's like either I need to tone back to eBay and do more of that or say, look, I'm I'm not this isn't a fair deal for you, for the for the employer. So it's time for me, it's time for me to leave. But it's because I had the eBay thing as as a backup and say, look, now that I'm not spending time at the job, I can then take that time and grow even more on the eBay. And that's where you take that chance. And when people need to, I think people often, often, or too often, think, oh, what 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 will happen if I quit my job and it doesn't work out? You, you'll go back and get another job, right? Like the jobs are still there. Okay, it's not like you had the only job on the planet that you were able to do. You can go back and get another job. Um, yeah. So that's your worst case scenario. That's when you can take that chance. Kyle, how about you? How long did you moonlight before you went full time with oh, your own biz? A few years for sure. Um, and I would, you, you kind of get to this place to Chris's point where your, your, your side hustle gig starts to take up more and more of your time. And you have to make that decision of like how much, well, because at some point too, you're sort of limiting both options, right? Like you can't really push into the job because your, your side hustle is taking it. And then you're, you can limit the growth of your side hustle job uh, stuff because you don't have as, your max amount of your time. Right. So you're kind of stuck in this, this inflection point moment and you just have to sort of make that decision and leap. But to Chris, uh, I agree with Chris that you need, need to take care of, you know, covering your bills, getting all that stuff taken care of yeah. first, because the important thing about it is there are learning curves to any business in any model mm-hmm. that you get into. And it's you don't want to be uh, out on the ledge necessarily learning something brand new and not have the ability to support yourself or your family while you're doing it. So, yeah, you know, keep the job and keep rolling. Reed Hoffman always likes to use the metaphor that uh, you know entrepreneurs throw themselves off the cliff and build the airplane on the way down. And I, I don't know that that's really true. I think a lot of entrepreneurs side hustle it. And they have a side hustle that they grow, well, and, then, and then and then they 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 take flight and cut loose of their their main employer. I moonlighted for five years uh, before we went full time with the biz. And at a few points, I thought to myself, we could make this without me having this full time job. But just you know, kind of timing in life and everything sorted itself out so that it made sense for me to conclude January first, two thousand fourteen, was my last day as a. Regular employee never look back, you know. That's good. Oh, yeah. Reed Hoffman also makes a bunch of money. It's easier to jump off the cliff if you have million, hundreds of millions of dollars of investor <laughs> money floating your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, were you going to make a comment? Yeah, I think people need to think about it this way. This is a perfect show for it. If you're like, hey, I really want to open up my own sports card physical location business. How do I do that while still supporting myself? Well, that's not terribly practical if you don't know what you're doing. You don't have any money. You don't have the time because you have a full-time job, whatever it is. But there are tons of different side hustles. And the the amount of education you can get for free or inexpensive is where I think people need to spend that time. If they don't have the time and money to go full-time with what they want, stop and and say, what do I want to do? Do I want to become a writer? Do I want to become an arbitrage seller? Do I want to become a software provider? What all these different things are going to take different amounts of money, different amount of time to set up, different amount of time to recoup and actually finally make a profit. 
different amount of money to even start. All these things are different. So don't jump in and be like, oh, I got to do this. Like, no, you, you may not want to do what you're doing. And I, I got to throw this out there. I know we're, we're wrapping up, but we initially were talking about like, you know, getting our products into people's hands. It's to me, it's an attention game. So if you have a hundred dollars, you want it to market yourself. You need the attention of people who have an audience of your potential customers. And there are two things that you can do on Amazon that people don't know about. Nobody's teaching these things. And that's giving Kindle books to other people and giving gifts. Amazon has a new gifting program where you can send somebody any product on Amazon, prime shipping, and all you need is their phone number or their email address. So if you know what, hey, this person is really into this kind of stuff, you know what? I'm going to send them a thoughtful gift from Amazon and all you need is their email. Put it in. And they're going to be like, what? This person's sending me this? That's cool. Now you have their attention. You can start that relationship. Whether you want to mentor, whether you want to sponsor their Instagram feed, whether you want to, like, whatever it is, you need their attention. So get creative with the $100, put some thought into it, and don't just send somebody. I mean, I, I should have said this at the beginning. Instead of sending my book, no, I'm going to send something they actually want. Right? Something that, hey, I watched your, your content. I know that you're actually into this stuff. And you know, I'm going to send you something. Even if it's not expensive, it's a thought that counts. And yeah. guess who's doing this? Nobody. So you're going to stand yeah. out. Piece of cake. Love it. Guys, as always, it's an honor to hear your insights and perspectives. A great conversation today. If you're watching uh, this on uh, replay, love to answer questions. Just leave them in the comments below. And if you're listening to it on one of our podcast shows, either in the call-in app itself or on the e-commerce leader, we'd love to have you give us a follow of our channel and like of the shows, whatever feedback methodology you can use in the player of choice that you're using. We'd love that. It's an honor to serve the community and to answer questions for e-commerce operators. Uh, we love our, our operators out there. It's so fun to work with people one-on-one -on -one and in small groups and in formats like this. And so we just encourage you to be encouraged and use your $100 wisely to start or grow your business. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 393. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.